Welcome to the Future of Supply Chain, where each episode we'll sit down with entrepreneurs, investors, and industry veterans to discuss innovation, technology, and the most exciting opportunities in trucking and logistics as we build the future of supply chain together. Be sure to head over to podcast.dynamo.vc to keep up to date with our latest content or subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Now, let's get into the show. Here's our host, Santosh Senkar. Hey, ladies and gents, welcome back to the Future Supply Chain Podcast. I'm your host, Santosh Sankar, and joining me today is David Boardman, co-founder, CEO of Stockpile Reports. Welcome, David. Oh, thank you very much. Good morning. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to have you here. And, and we're going to get into the uh, wonderful world of supply chain management and, and bulk goods. But before we get there, I'd love for you to give us the high level on Stockpile um, so our listeners have an understanding for what you and the team are building. Sure. At Stockpile Reports, uh, w- we started off focused on helping bulk materials companies uh, eliminate that big year-end surprise, right? Anybody who's tried <laughs> to manage bulk materials and who's had it on their balance sheet knows the long, long history of uh, having a really hard time tracking your, your assets, your, your rock, sand, or gravel, or sand, or whatever it is. And then you'd have a third party come in and assess your inventory at the end of the year. And the way they used to describe it is, you know, you do your best, you sandbag all year. The third party comes in and does the count. Uh, you go to church on Sunday, say your prayers, and then you see the results the next week and hope you didn't have a big write-off. <laughs> and so we learned we learned about that problem. Um, our background is in advanced image processing. And when we were turned on to this problem, it was like, this is a problem worth focusing on. And this is a problem we're solving because it it literally is a problem for every bulk materials management company on the planet. And then as we solved that problem and companies started to count and value their inventory more frequently, you know, quarterly or monthly, that started to get the attention of the logistics managers, right? And the operations managers said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me I can get good information at my fingertips on my bulk materials uh, and I can do it very low cost and easily wait a minute, I could use that for operations and dispatch and supply chain management. So in the last two years, we've really shifted more from, you know, valuing assets and helping the finance group and the CFO to really starting to shift and see our biggest growth coming, you know, from VPs of logistics and operations managers and folks running dispatch centers in solving supply chain problems. And, you know, you uh, mentioned your your background in image processing. Uh, I'd love to kind of jump into how you got into uh, founding and, and leading Stockpile practically, because I think that outsider perspective uh, can be very unique when tackling a lot of the problems in and around supply chain. It, it, it's definitely been an outsider's perspective and a journey. Um, so we've, our founders and our, our board members and you know even our investors uh, have been working on image processing for 20 plus years now. Uh, in some cases, even careers longer than that. Um, but we were working on uh, large-scale rapid mapping, uh, talking, taking 60 to 80,000 high-resolution images and turning those into maps and models within hours, You know, doing that in the 2000s, uh, way ahead of the industry time. And uh, in 2011, we want to see how could we take this technology and these algorithms to the commercial markets and uh, spent about a year really looking at all the different problems out there in the market Uh, looked at how we could cut the times of film production, video game production, looked at use cases in healthcare, believe it or not, looking at, you know, could organs fit during a transplant? 
I mean, all these different use cases. And after about a year, year and a half of market discovery, you know, that's where we found this business problem that met the criteria, which was, you know, a hundred million dollar business problem that C-level executives care about that would require lots of imagery, right? And so that was our journey. We really just followed our nose. Um, seasoned entrepreneurs, been around the block a few times, uh, made enough mistakes to know, you know, what to look for and the problems to focus on and the value of focus. So mm -hmm. at our heart, we're all, uh, we're heavy on computer science and computer vision, um, advanced technologies, but we've been following our nose. And, you know, honestly, we wore our first steel-toed boots and safety gear back in 2012 when we first stepped foot on a quarry. And then uh, 2013, again, we launched it. So uh, big believers in follow your nose, follow the market, right? Find problems to solve and then apply your technology to solving those problems. Indeed. And that's how we got here. Indeed. That's a great story. So, you know, uh, shifting to the business, you, you made mention, you know, bulk materials. And when we say bulk, we're talking about things like cement, minerals, dirt, metals, uh, kind of anything that somebody might dub maybe dirty <laughs> or, or right. even dangerous. But I, I'd be curious, like, how, how has this been managed, uh, the inventory specifically um, in, in the industry? Like, I, I've, I've heard of different ways using lasers, things like that, mm -hmm. that you might be able to right. ascertain kind of how much, uh, you know, rock you have uh, sitting mm -hmm. in, in your yard. But how have you kind of come across the management of this problem before Stockpile was built? Sure. Well, there's, there's, there's two, two ways to slice it, right? There's what are the technologies and processes and methods that uh, professionals use to value their assets, right? And historically, you know, I'd say five, 10 years ago, we first started looking at this, you know, that was a once a year activity. Maybe it was twice a year. So there's a whole set of uh, processes, policies, mechanisms, you know, technologies that people use to do that. You know, prior to image processing technologies, it was a lot of uh, GPS-based equipment where people would have high-precision GPS and they'd walk over bulk materials. Um, there was lots of very defined processes using, believe it or not, chains and measuring tapes uh, to try and compute the volume of a pile of something. Uh, and then, yes, laser scanners. Laser scanners were fantastic, but, you know, they were still a $100,000 investment plus, you know, a lot of training and literally 45 minutes to an hour just to capture the data on a single stockpile. So you could do all those methods once a year to value your assets, but to do it on a daily basis or a weekly basis, not going to happen, right? So the best thing that people could do is, you know, do their best to count trucks, right, or count uh, loader buckets, or just get somebody who's been there 20 years to go out and guess really good, right? To, 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 to try and make sure that your perpetual inventory isn't getting too out of balance. Mm. Because again, you're, you're looking at the inputs to the pile of material. You're looking at the outputs. And in theory, you're tracking those and that's your perpetual inventory. But that error builds up. And then every once in a while, you have to go out and, you know, true up your perpetual, right? And yep. we always say, you know, you have to count the cereal boxes in the grocery store every once in a while. Right. But in bulk materials, that perpetual inventory is way off. Uh, it's not uncommon for inventories of bulk materials companies to be 30 to 40 percent off. And people don't believe that. It's true. And where does all this data sit in, in such an environment? Are there kind of specialized inventory management systems that have been built to cater to this industry? Or is it all well, sitting in spreadsheets? 
it, it, uh, all the above. So it still slices on 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 uh, on the two sides of that axis there, right? So uh, data sits in finance systems, right? Uh, with respect to perpetual inventories, but again, that's you know lower frequency updates. Um, so so there, that's one home for it. And then the other home is in different operations systems, right? Depending upon the industry and depending upon their position in the supply chain, right? If they're producing the material, transporting the material or consuming the material, there'll be different operational systems where they have a view of the inventory as well. Um, so that, that, that's one of the opportunities we see and we saw early on in the marketplace is there are no uh, systems in place to act as that authoritative record for the assets that are bulk materials, right? There are asset management platforms for hardware, for things in boxes, things with barcodes, right? But there is no asset management platform for bulk materials. And so that's how we think of stockpile reports is filling that gap, right? A lot of us, a lot of people think of us as the measurement technology because that's what's new, that's what's shiny, that's what's sexy. But at the end of the day, it's just, you know, being that new trusted barcode and that system of record for your bulk material assets. And uh, so where does uh, Stockpile come in? How, how are you enabling customers to measure and, and manage their bulk inventories? It sounds like there's a whole lot of opportunity here. Uh, there is. And, and, you know, some people get wrapped around the axle thinking of, you know, the different measurement methods. But at the end of the day, you know, we have algorithms that are crunching away on pixels or pictures, right, to compute, you know, attributes of a stockpile, right? And, and that most valuable and common attribute is its volume, right? But there's also lots of other information about a stockpile that's important to running the business and supply chain as well, right? So at the end of the day, we always say, hey, what's the fastest, cheapest way to get imagery of all the bulk materials? And some days it's where we started, which was using imagery from an iPhone. And it's having your site workers or your truck drivers or you know whoever it is, pull the phone right out of their pocket palm or purse and walk around that stockpile and get the images that way using our app. That's a fantastic way to get it. But if you got to get a bunch of stockpiles that are maybe in a production yard, where maybe if it's a landscape materials company, they might have 200 stockpiles on one site. You don't want people walking around 200 stockpiles with a phone. So in that case, we say, hey, let's get pictures from above, right? And with stockpile reports, you just say, hey, I want aerial images. And then you know we figure out, hey, can that be a drone or does that have to be an airplane? You know, again, what's the fastest, cheapest way to get those pixels? And then for supply chain management, you need that every 15 minutes or every five minutes. And that's where we introduced measurements from installed cameras about two years ago, right? So at the end of the day, we just say we need pixels, right? And we will continue to innovate. You know, we're working with some cable cameras now. We've been experimenting with putting some cameras onto front loaders, right? It's just how do we get the images of the bulk materials as frequently as possible? as fast as possible and as cheap as possible. And with Sockpile, did, uh, did I hear that right? You can get it as frequent as every 15 minutes? Well, that's how our installed cameras are set up today. Um, right now, the threshold is 15 minutes, um, but we don't see any reason why in the future that can't be every 15 seconds. Yep. And um, I was uh, looking at your website, and if I remember right, uh, your solution can also work indoors, and I believe uh, you can use a Skydio drone uh, in order to apply vision for inventory measurement and, and management as well. Yes, we've been really pleased with the Skydio. That's you know, it's been a challenge for a long time. Is 
you know, maybe you've got a large warehouse and you don't need that data every single day. Maybe you just need it once a week. Maybe you need it once a quarter. Um, and it doesn't make sense to install the cameras with the overhead of that. Uh, boy, it sure is great when you can just take a drone in there and, and it pretty much flies itself and it can get the imagery that way. So yeah, if, if we're looking at, you know, lower frequency data collects uh, of an indoor area, maybe a warehouse at a shipyard or a port, um, the Skydio is working fantastic. We've been really pleased with the technology and, and even more importantly, we've been really impressed with the company and the leadership and the management and they've been great partners. And so uh, if, if I'm an organization, uh, let's say uh, like a quarry or uh, in the world of cement, um, how, how would my experience look like once I sign on to the stockpile platform? Sure. So uh, depending upon the role in the organization, right? So, you know, your view and your interaction with stockpile reports as a dispatcher, right, is going to be very different than uh, someone sitting in finance or somebody sitting, you know, operating the plant. Um, the most important interface with stockpile reports is access to the data, right? People need to see the data when they need to see it to make a decision, right? So most people never even see how the data is collected. They're just working with the data on the assets, the stockpiles, right? Now, there are going to be some people in the company or at the quarry who are going to have to think, hmm, how are we going to get the imagery, right, as frequently as possible, as fast as possible, as cost effective as possible? And so those people are going to be interacting with the service, you know, as a drone pilot, right, or as somebody walking around with a phone, an end user, right, or somebody strategically deciding where to install cameras, right? So depending upon, you know, what the person's role is, they're going to have different interfaces and interactions with stockpile reports. But to be honest with you, at the end of the day, as an enterprise asset management platform, you know, we don't want customers in our system. We don't want users in our system. And that sounds kind of funny, but uh, ideally we're just that backbone, that enterprise trusted barcode, right? That all the other systems in the supply chain are accessing, right? To give them great up-to-date information on their bulk materials. So I don't want dispatchers coming into stockpile reports. I want dispatchers living in their dispatch tools right, that are being fed with great data from stockpile reports behind the scenes. Yep. So uh, th there's, it sounds like um, a, a pretty substantial value add around integrating uh, a lot of the siloed systems that might sit within an organization. And a lot of those systems have kind of their, their own specific purview uh, that, right. that they help with. That's right. And that's where supply chain use cases are really uh, driving change, especially in bulk materials industries. Um, you know, in terms of digital transformation, you know, construction and bulk materials are, are at the bottom of the stack. Shouldn't be surprised to anybody listening, right? And so, you know, all the innovation that happened in manufacturing and retail and, you know, anything that you could put in a box with a barcode, right? That hasn't come to the world of bulk materials. So the organizations aren't positioned, uh, to make these big centralized decisions around technology and enterprise architectures yet, right? There's a few leaders that are starting to, right? But that's still, that part of digital transformation still needs to happen, right? They need organizational structure, infrastructure, you know, processes for dealing with large scale technology deployments. And that just hasn't been something that, you know, most bulk materials industries have a lot of experience with yet. 
And uh, I noted that Vulcan Materials is one of your early customers. How, how have they benefited from adopting Stockpile? So Vulcan is very visionary, right? And they're working very hard to make it very easy to do business with Vulcan, right? And so they really think about their customer's experience and how to simplify that and, and, and remove the friction from, you know, buying rock from Vulcan. And we've had the opportunity to work with them to look to see how can we make the delivery of aggregates to ready mix and asphalt plants uh, easier for their customers? How do you make it easier to buy rock from Vulcan? And so we've been uh, providing the data to Vulcan uh, logistics and, and Vulcan dispatchers so that they can make sure uh, that the customer has absolute confidence that they're always going to have the rock on hand that they need, right, to keep their plants running smoothly with confidence. Right? So, so by our using our technology, we're able to install cameras right at the delivery locations and have that data feed the systems, right, that allow Vulcan to make much better decisions about how to continue to meet their customers' needs and make sure they remain satisfied. Have you seen uh, any uh, attitude shifts amongst your your customers in regards to how they manage their inventory this year? Because we've all seen that that's <laughs> been top of mind regardless of industry. It's Yeah, it, it is different by industry, um, very different. We service many, many different industries. Um, and even within industries, it's different. For example, landscape materials, um, big boom, you know, in consumer uh, use of landscape materials right now is everybody's been stay at home, right? But then the commercial landscaping is, has dropped as, you know, offices aren't as important and people are working to shave budgets. Um, so it's it's been a little different by each industry segment. So it's hard to just say that there's a one size fits all answer to that. In general, um, you know, people have been, have been hungry, more hungry for good data on their bulk materials so that they can make better supply chain management decisions. I think people got a little bit fat and happy over the last five years as the economy was super strong. It was just make as much as you can as fast as you can and just keep the trucks full and there weren't enough drivers, right? So the focus on inventory was just have a lot. <laughs> and I think now it's uh, shifted and changed as people are a little bit more nervous about the financial future and trying to make sure that they have a good plan on hand uh, so that they're not spending money they don't need to spend. So. That I'd say has been the biggest change. We haven't seen a lot of change in the volumes that people are keeping, but we're seeing a lot more scrutiny on the data and a lot more people uh, really running through lots of different scenarios at you know different production levels and different inventory levels. Yep. That's been the biggest change. So sh shifting gears a little bit and um, thinking about company building, I'd be curious, you know, somebody like Vulcan can purchase your solution in a white label format and they can then power a initiative or a business unit. How did you and, and your team think about making that decision, whether to offer a white label option or not? Yeah, well, it, it's actually a, maybe a slightly different variant than that. Um, so in, in the relationship with Vulcan, you, know, you can go to their website, you can go to their YouTube channel, you know, you'll see that they're offering... Vulcan managed inventory as part of an overall digital solution strategy, right? Along with improved fleet management and order statusing, also being able to take off the uh, 
the daily inventory management off of their customers' hands. So if you if you look at that and and you know you're a customer of Vulcans and you get it, you still do see stockpile reports, right? So it's not completely white labeled. Um, I don't think anybody's you know under the assumption that Vulcan developed the solution, right? But we've partnered extremely closely with Vulcan, right? And and now we're bundled into their solutions, right? So it's not completely white labeled. Um, people know stockpile reports. They see our logo. When our installers show up on our shirts, you know, if there's support questions that come up, we're involved. Um, so I wouldn't call it completely white labeled, but we saw it as a great, uh, really, really like Vulcan's vision for where they're headed. And, uh, you know, as a growing company, it's great to, you know, get attached and swim alongside companies with a strong vision for the future and, you know, to grow with their success. And so we've, we've definitely lined ourselves up with Vulcan uh, to help them succeed and to in return make us successful, but it's not purely just white labeled. And you know, how does somebody like Vulcan or, or really kind of pick your customer? Um, how do they think about buying and implementing inventory and logistics software in this world of bulk freight? <laughs> that's a, that's a good question. Um, I don't think I can speak to an authoritative position on, 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 on understanding how companies are making all these decisions. Um, I can tell you in bulk materials, they're, they're almost being drugged into making decisions in many instances I've, I've been involved with because consumers' expectations are through the roof, right, uh, for, for delivery of materials with Amazon, right? So, I mean, especially this time, everybody's just able to see something online, click on it, you know exactly it's on its way, what time it might be there, where it is in the process, and so you see these bulk materials companies now getting a lot of uh, a lot of heat from their end customers when they say, "Oh, yeah, we're going to have a load for you maybe next week sometime." Well, what time are they going to be here? I don't know. Well, where are they? You said they're going to be here an hour ago. So there's just a lot of expectations, uh, I think, from the consumer marketplace and from you know more of the boxed material supply chains world that people are expecting that of bulk materials. And they're just nowhere close to being able to provide that. So companies are just making their initial steps into this wor- new world. And I'd say they're, they're trying different pilot projects to see what works. So I'd say we're very early stage for really, you know, truly digital supply chain management solutions in the bulk material space. And, you know, we frequently find founders who have a great technical background or have a deep experience in another industry and uh, when they turn to things in supply chain, they're always looking for a framework as to how they can understand what's going on so they can solve problems. How did you go about this uh, with, with your background? Are, are there any kind of tips or, or tricks, so to speak, that you might be able to share as you ramped up into this world? Sure. So uh, I think one thing that our business is really good at is... Um, focusing on the problem to solve, right? And, and knowing our space in the solution. Um, we've been very successful by saying, our mission is to give people great information on every pile, anytime, right? To solve problems and finance operations and logistics, right? So I know, honestly, I'm not the person who's gonna solve the complete supply chain problem. Our company is not. You know, we know that 
our responsibility is to give people a trusted authoritative answer on their bulk materials. That data is going to be leveraged by people who have been working in this space for 50 years, who understand supply chain, right? They understand dispatch, they understand logistics, right? But now we're making their solutions better and we're opening the doors to a new market of bulk materials where maybe historically they've had 30 years of growth in working in uh, manufacturing and distribution, you know, retail of things in boxes with barcodes or RFID tags. We're opening up markets for them to go do this with bulk materials now. So the, the, the secret for, for our success has been knowing what the big problem is the end customer wants to solve, right? What's our unique play, right? Which is solving that problem that nobody's really solved at scale, which is great information on every single pile at any time. And then knowing what partners to cozy up to to provide the complete solution. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. So here kind of wrapping it up, I'd, I'd be curious as we look ahead um, and, you know, 2020s quickly coming to a conclusion, I'd be curious, where do you see stockpile reports as we think about the future supply chain, whether it's a year, two, 10 years ahead? Um, it gets back to, we see customers getting more and more appetite for good data, right? On every single pile across their company. And for some of these bulk materials, that means every pile across 90 countries across the planet, right? For them to have uh, the ability to make great supply chain or business solution, business uh, decisions. So for us, I see us, you know, quickly becoming the standard and the accepted standard, becoming the trusted barcode of the industry, right? That people can integrate their apps on to ensure that they can empower uh, these solutions that folks need in supply chain. And we're going to be driven by incredible innovation, right? That's happening in augmented reality and is happening in robotics. That's giving us even lower cost sensors. It's giving us breakthroughs in machine learning algorithms, right? That we can combine with our computer vision expertise, right? To make it uh, even cheaper and even faster and even better to get information literally every second of every day on every stockpile. So our, our mission is clear. Um, we're just going to keep at it. We've been at it since 2013. We'll be at it another 10 years. It'd be great if we talk 10 years from now <laughs> to see how much <laughs> technology has changed and, and how much uh, supply chain has just been transformed in bulk materials. Yeah. Well, we can certainly uh, arrange for that, David. Uh, it's It's been great having you on here, sharing the uh, stockpile story. And we certainly look forward to seeing how you and the team uh, continue to build on your leadership here in bulk inventory management. Cheers. Well, thank you. My pleasure. And I'm always happy to work with you or anybody who might be listening to uh, help figure out what the future holds for all of us. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review and tell us what you liked. And be sure to head over to podcast.dynamo.vc to keep up to date with our latest content or subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Until next time.